Hello and welcome to Structured Change. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at configuration management and we're going to simplify it. People consider configuration management as a very technical, confusing, complex subject, but really it's around common sense. And if you ask anyone in asset management or anyone in facilities management, fleet management, etc., they'll tell you that configuration management is one of the simplest things you could do and it's also where you can get the most cost savings from. So let's just start off with a simple example, your telephone number. So you go to your cell company or your mobile phone company, you get a new phone plan. In the phone plan, you get a 10 digit number and that becomes your almost identifier to yourself if anyone wants to ring you, it's pretty obvious. But let's have a look at that in broader terms. If I was to one day change my carrier and I wanted to keep my number, my 10 digit number and port it across to another carrier, well, I am doing that because I wish to keep that configuration of that 10 digit phone number to myself. Now, you imagine it if you tried to take that phone number across to the other carrier and there wasn't a system in place with your current carrier to do so, it wouldn't be possible. It would be chaos. Another example of configuration management is a set of traffic lights. We rely on that configuration and that the way the traffic flows that when we proceed through a green light, we want that assurance or that configuration that the traffic lights will passes through safely if we follow the green lights. So there's some pretty simple ones, but configuration management on a personal note is really knowing what you own. Your home address in terms of configuration, your zip code or postcode, that's a form of configuration. Now if we move the examples forward and we consider the design of something, be it a building, um, a ship, a locomotive, a hospital for instance, we have a few different what we call configuration baselines. We have, it might be the first baseline is what we have sold a client or a customer. The second or the subsequent baseline configuration could be how was the item designed or the building designed. Finally we have, or sorry, next we have an as built configuration and we can keep going through um, into as serviced or as maintained configuration. Now why these are important is because what we sell someone to what is designed, to what is built and serviced, etc. If we don't record exactly what is included in the configuration, for instance, a car or an aeroplane, we would expect configuration to consist of a lot of serial numbers. Now that serial number might be a unique identifier down to that one item. It may actually be a serial number or a batch number down to a particular batch, or it might be that there's no configuration at all. And an example of that might be the mud flaps on your car. They're not a criti safety critical item and to serialize um, that type of material would be cost prohibitive, it really would. But then if you look at the motherboard or the airbags in a car, 
they are serialized to batch and to unique identifiers. So in the rare event of a recall, it can be carried out and at least there can be a boundary put around that recall so that you don't have to bring back every single car on earth as an example. Another good example and one that we have come across when we're working with the Defence Force is you may have three ships or three vessels and while they are all designed um, to be the same, due to the duration of a ship build being sometimes two and three years long, the as-built configuration may vary. Now if it does vary, we need to ensure that if we're making a change or we are maintaining a ship or a subsystem of a ship, um, it might be the latest ship, chances are it will have a different configuration to the first ship. Now, it is less than ideal to have multiple configurations, but we just need to accept the fact that the way the world is through obsolescence, technology, and other factors that configurations will vary. What we do need to do, however, as good asset management practitioners is to first and foremost work out what do we own, and that's often referred to as our asset portfolio. The second consideration is where is it used in operations, and that's often referred to as our functional location. And of course, where is it stored as a spare part awaiting operations? And that's often referred to as a storage location. So a recap for our configuration management episode today is the recording of any number or any configuration, being it a phone number, a postal address, my date of birth, my zip code, is a form of configuration. If it's a building or anything we're constructing, we typically move through a as-sold, as-designed, as-built, or as-service configuration. We looked at the example of three ships being identical from a design perspective, but by the time they are built and serviced, they actually vary in some way, shape, or form in their configuration. And then lastly, our asset portfolio represents what we have or what we own, the functional location where it is used in operations, and then the storage location it is where it's stored as a spare part. This episode wasn't intended to be absolutely conclusive down to um, one of the very many standards for configuration management, but when you are working in change, it is important to understand that configuration management, the feedback loops, when we change something in terms of the physical change of an item, if we don't record it, all we are doing is building a house of cards and we're building in future expense. Mm -hmm.